Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm okay. Wait, that's my line. Hi. Hi. How are you? No. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> hey, guys. I'm Kelly. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't like how this is going already. But I am Kelly. I mean, you are, but... That's it. All right. All right. <sighs> Fine. Hi. 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 Bye. <laughs> And okay, cut. <laughs> and cut. That's it. All done. Show's over. Thank you for coming. How are you? Hi. How are you? This is... I'm done. I'm not asking again. Oh, I'm tired. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long the, week. The time change it's really... <laughs> I just said yeah. it's been a long week. It has it's been Tuesday. a long week. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. Yes, the time it's change. It's because time change is... Time change is really hard. It's real. It's tough. Yeah. It, it really is. Yeah. Ready? Yes. Hey guys, I'm Kelly. And I'm Ashley. And welcome to A Day With Murder. Alright guys, so our case today is from... November 22nd, 1963. And today we are talking about the JFK assassination. Dun, 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 dun. Ashley and I have very different interests in this case. <laughs> Ashley is interested in the conspiracies surrounding his assassination. <laughs> and I am interested in the weird family political drama. So. <laughs> so we're here to just tell you what they say happened. That's it. So this will be a good one. All right. So. John Fitzgerald Kennedy, or JFK, was born in Brookline, Massachusetts on Mass- on what? On Massachusetts what? 29th. Yep. <laughs> That's not right at all. Nope. John Fitzgerald Kennedy, or JFK, was born in Brookline, Massachusetts on May 29th, 1917, to a wealthy and influential family. He was the second oldest of nine children. That's nine too many. I mean... As someone with one, I completely agree. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of kids. That's, yeah. Especially at that yeah. time. Yeah, that's a lot. His family was rich, though. So it was, a, it was, it was, and they were Catholic, so they didn't believe in birth control. Yeah. Okay. So JFK was sick a lot as a child. He went to Harvard and he graduated in 1940. And shortly after, he entered the Navy and he served in World War II. And he was actually rejected from the Navy twice until dad stepped in and was like please can my son join the navy why because of his health issues oh that makes sense yeah he was rejected twice and his dad stepped in so jfk's older brother (laughs) yeah (laughs) sorry yeah (laughs) which is sort of a theme with the kennedys is they daddy can you fix it give them money let me do what i want okay 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 so JFK's brother, the older brother, Joe Jr., was the one who was everyone thought would go into politics. However, Joe Jr., who joined the Air Force in World War II, died in 1944 while in service. And JFK, who had talked of becoming a journalist, was kind of left to pick up the political dreams for his father. After the war, JFK became a Democratic congressman and eventually advanced to the Senate. JFK's sister, Kathleen, died in 1948 when her plane tried to fly through a storm and crashed, which... They have a lot of plane crashes in this family. A lot. And then also, I didn't put this in here, but the their other sister, Rosemary. Yep. So 
Rosemary, apparently they had to wait for the doctor to get there. And the nurse held Rosemary like in inside of the mom so she couldn't come out. So she was deprived of oxygen for like a couple of hours. Yeah. Why? Because the doctor wasn't there. And rather than just push the baby out, they they held her in there. And so she was deprived of oxygen. So she was born with a disability. She was developmentally I knew disabled. she was born. I knew that, but I didn't know why. Yeah. And so Ooh. she was, she seemed to be doing okay until she hit about college age. And then she seemed to regress. And everybody seems to think it was for some reason the hormones messing with her brain. So her dad made her get a lobotomy that was botched. Mm-hmm. And she sort of regressed yeah. to preschool mentality for the rest of her life. Yeah. So good so, job, lobotomies. Good job, Joe. Joe Sr., who seemed to be not necessarily the the nicest guy. So on September 12th, 1953, JFK married Jacqueline Bouvier. Um, they had a stillbirth daughter in 1955, Arabella. In 1957, Jackie gave birth to Caroline. And in 1960, John Jr. was born. And in 1963, they had a second son, Patrick, who died two di- just two days after being born. So Patrick was born in August of 1963. And one thing I do want to mention here is that JFK, I think we all know, was extremely, extremely well known for his promiscuous behavior. And he's a dick um, for that because he did that to Jackie while she was pregnant. And she was it's not like she was cool with it. So. So in the book I write, read, the James Patterson, it's written by James Patterson. It's called the The House of Kennedy. <laughs> he made it a point to say that once they lost Patrick, JFK stopped his affairs. And I'm like, but he died in November. Like that's yeah. three three months. Oh, congratulations! You kept it in your pants for three months. Good job. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I thought that was like the dumbest thing to say. <laughs> wow. Okay. You deserve an award. So in 1960, JFK became president, offering the famous part of his inaugural address. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. He took action in the cause of equal rights. He, quote, wished America to resume its old mission as the first nation dedicated to the revolution of human rights. And he wanted a world of law and free choice, banishing the world for war and coercion. So a lot of his politics I actually liked. I did too, yeah. But him personally, him personally, it's different, yeah. Yeah, his policies, his politics, a lot, and I and I haven't gone super into his politics, but a lot of them, I'm like, okay, okay, okay I like that. But he, him personally, he seemed like a rich, entitled white dude. Yep. So still doesn't mean he deserves to be assassinated. Let me put that out Agreed. there. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> just in case anyone's curious, just just because you're a rich, entitled white dude, doesn't necessarily still mean doesn't, people can murder you. Still doesn't justify murder. It's like that line in uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Cool motive, still murder. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you see. Okay. So Lee Harvey Oswald was born two months after his father died on October 18th, 1939 in New Orleans, Louisiana. His mother remarried for a short while and the family moved around quite a bit. In October of 1956, after dropping out of high school, he joined the U.S. Marines. He was an excellent marksman, but was cart card marshaled. <laughs> I have it now. Yay, it's my turn. Okay. He was an excellent marksman, but was court martialed twice in 1958 for having illegal weapons and displaying violent behavior. He left the military the following year and went to Moscow. He wanted to become a citizen of the Soviet Union. While there, he met and married his wife, Marina. 
the couple, along with their three-month-old daughter, June, returned back to the U.S. and saddled... Saddled? Yes. Yeehaw. (laughs) It was the Texas coming out. I'm too tired to read. The couple, along with their three-month-old daughter, June, returned back to the U.S. and settled in Dallas, Texas in June of 1962. Marina said Oswald was, quote, a very good father, but also a man who was reclusive, secretive, and highly irritable. So, and this, he never got charged for it. So, I didn't know, like, to put it in here, but... Well, they said they didn't connect it with him until after JFK was assassinated and they had that those bullets. Like, that's how they connected him. Oh, okay. I guess that's why he was never charged because he yeah, was dead. Yeah, he was dead at the spoiler. Oh, sorry. Because <laughs> nobody knows what would happen to Lee Harvey Oswald and JFK. So, in April of 1963, Oswald tried to shoot a right-wing ex-general Edwin A. Walker through the window of his home, but missed. So there's that. By November 1963, Oswald and his wife were living separately. Weirdly, on November 21st, 1963, he stayed at the house with his wife and daughters. That morning, November 22nd, when he left the house, he took off his wedding ring and left it on the dresser. I didn't know they were separated. Yeah, they were still married, but yeah, they were living in separate places. And apparently that morning, like... She had flipped over and like her foot touched him. He like kicked it off and she was like, dang, he's in a bad mood. Okay. Cranky. Crabby McCrabberson. <laughs> Chill, dude. Go go back to your place. Leave me alone. <laughs> this is why we live separately. <laughs> why are you here? <laughs> no, but really go away. And I just want to say, guys, that this, obviously, everybody knows this case. This one is a lot. So we are sort of skimming over the surface. If y'all want a more deep dive, we can do that in a later special bonus episode if you want to ashley would love to talk about all our conspiracies <laughs> i like toned it way way down because i wanted to add like so much more stuff but i was like no it's fine because she mentioned probably i don't know how many four times i didn't put all the conspiracies in i didn't know how deep you wanted me to go uh, but the conspiracies though <laughs> but don't forget that part though because i didn't put them the in but, but we could talk about them yes please thank you All right. So on November 22nd, 1963, JFK, his wife, Jackie, Vice President Lyndon B. Johnson and John B. Connolly, the, go- the governor of Texas, were going on a reelection tour in Dallas, Texas. JFK and Jackie sat in the back of the open limousine to greet and wave at the bystanders. In the front seat was Governor Connolly, his wife and two Secret Service agents. Behind them was the, quote, follow up car with eight Secret Service men. Behind that was Vice President LBJ and his crew. At the same time that the motorcade was going down the street in front of the Texas School Book Depository, Lee Harvey Oswald was positioning himself with his rifle in a sixth-story window. A spectator, Howard Brennan, later reported seeing Oswald in the window, but assumed he was part of the Secret Service. What would you think? I would think it would be Secret Service. I wouldn't think it would be somebody going to shoot him. Now, I would not. Back then, I probably would have. I feel what, like shoot- Secret Service? Yeah, I feel like shootings are happen all the time i think as soon as i see a gun anywhere i assume that there's about to be a shooting that's that's fair okay but back then that didn't really happen and it wasn't really publicized if it did like i feel like it back then i'm like oh look okay well that's good (laughs) but yeah i could totally see why he would assume that at 1203 three shots rang out kennedy is hit in the neck and he raises his hands to his neck and lurches forward while governor Connolly is hit in the back 
One of the agents in the front seat hops in the back and covers Kennedy and Jackie while the agent at the wheel takes off to the nearest hospital. Four miles away at Parkland Memorial Hospital, the limo arrives with the two critically injured men. Connolly eventually recovered from being shot in the back and the leg, but at 1 p.m., John Fitzgerald Kennedy is pronounced dead. All that within less than an hour. And I just, can you just imagine just the panic and the chaos and the just... Oh my goodness. And then in the, it was so sad because, you know, he slumped over onto Jackie and she was just covered in blood and just, it, uh, I just, the fact that she was able to keep going on after this and just like have a life, I can't even, she is a queen. Absolutely. She is. Cause one, how could you even like, that's literally happening right next to you. And she said she didn't want to, like, take the clothes off that had, like, she wanted to, you know, it's just, uh, people, I hate, I hate people. Oh, poor thing. I know. Why'd you have to tell me that part? I'm sorry. I didn't know that part. Now I'm, like, all, (sighs) this is a really sad episode. I don't like it. (laughs) So, a few minutes after the president is shot... Oswald is stopped by a quick-acting police officer. Oswald's superintendent vouches for him, and he's let go. Isn't that crazy? Um, not really. When you think, I mean, it is now, but at the time, he's like, he's not going to work with him. He's fine. I don't know, man. I don't think I would vouch for anyone I work for. I'm so sorry if anybody I work for listens to this podcast. (laughs) But I'm telling you right now, if you murder someone, don't look for me to vouch for you. I'm not doing it. I'd vouch for, like... Two or three. That's not, I have a few that I would vouch for, but most people, I would I would throw over the bus and then back over them just to make sure. That Absolutely. Them. And then we'd have a really great episode. <laughs> at 1 p.m., the same time that JFK is pronounced dead, Oswald is back at home grabbing his pistol. By this time, a description of the shooter has been given and everyone is on the lookout. At 1.16 p.m., Oswald is confronted by police officer J.D. Tippett, who was married with three children. Oswald shot Officer Tippett four times and took off, eventually sneaking into the Texas theater. The assistant manager sees Oswald because he snuck in without paying the 90 cent admission because movies were only 90 cents. And more importantly, you just shot the president and a police officer. Pay the 90 cents. (laughs) Here's my biggest question about not my biggest question, but a big question I have. Like, what was Oswald's plan? see that's a, like i don't think that they have one i don't know if he expected to um like not be seen so quickly i think it was norman mailer was talking about this on something i I don't remember what it was something i watched where he said that lee harvey oswald just wanted to be remembered yes his wife says that and his issue became when he assassinated kennedy that was part of the plan and then when he killed the cop, he panicked because now he's a cop killer. When you assassinate the president, people want to hear what you have to say because it's like, why did you do it? What yeah. were you, you know, it becomes yeah. it's like a political statement, which sure. is sad because that's a, still a human being. But when you kill a cop, all of a sudden nobody cares. That's yeah, that's a good I didn't think about that. So, yeah, that's sort of I that's why I repeated it is because it it, it seems valid to me. But it's just weird that he murdered the president murdered a cop and now it's just kind of wandering around <laughs> I mean, stealing movies aimlessly stealing movies pirating maybe, movies maybe he thought oh i'm going to jail i wanted to see this movie let me get in and see it real quick 
just real quick. <laughs> Probably not. So after <laughs> after not paying his 90 cents into the movie theater, um, the assistant manager alerts the police and after a struggle, he is arrested. After questioning a little bit after 7 p.m., Lee Harvey Oswald is formally arraigned for the murder of Officer Tippett. And at 1126 p.m., he is charged for the murder of John Kennedy. At 2.38 p.m., a little more than an hour after Oswald killed Officer Tippett, Lyndon B. Johnson is sworn in as president. I understand that we like have to, I guess, have another president, but I just, it's really, it's weird to me. Like he was already on Air Force One, like JFK's body was ready to go and LBJ got like sworn in on the same plane. I don't know. It's creepy. Am I alone in this? Well, I mean, it is creepy, but it also, I don't know. That's kind of our whole thing is we have to have a president. And I, I mean, I get it. Like I said, like, I understand. I get it. But it's like, dang. Yeah, it seems cold. Like, <laughs> it does. It right? seems really cold. You're on. No, literally, you're, no matter what job you have, you're replaceable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I keep telling you. Stop working so many hours and live your life. Why are you yelling? You started it. <laughs> this is not about me. You literally repeated the same thing that I, I feel like I say to you every single week. <laughs> At least you're hearing me. You're not listening, but you're hearing. <laughs> Just give me some time, okay? Just give me some time. But yeah, you're right. It does seem super cold. They're on the plane with JFK's body and his yeah. widow. Yeah. Can you at least wait till you get back to the White House? Nope. And, and let Jackie deal with being a new widow and having to tell her children and like yeah. I, yeah, I agree. It seems cold. I get why they had to do it. It just seems very cold. Okay, wait, the story's not over yet. So, two days later, Oswald was being transferred to the county jail when shots rang out in the basement of the jail on live television. Jacob Leon Rubenstein, or Jack Ruby, a nightclub owner, had had shot and killed Lee Harvey Oswald. Ruby pleaded not guilty and that the death of JFK caused him to suffer, quote, psychomotor epilepsy, and he shot Oswald unconsciously. I mean, I'm not mad at it. I am. It was a joke, chill. Oh. Oh. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Stop making me feel like a bad person. I'm not mad at I am. I am. You're a monster. JK, JK. But okay. <laughs> I just thought you meant that like he was executed and it was over. But I would like, I wish he was alive so we could know why. Yes. What was the plan? 100%. Yes. Okay. We'll go into that more when we get to your conspiracies at the end okay the jury found him guilty and he was sentenced to death in october of 1966 the texas court of appeals reversed that decision but ruby died of lung cancer while awaiting a new trial on november 25th 1963 jfk was laid to rest at arlington national cemetery on november 29th 1963 the new president lyndon b johnson made the president's commission on the assassination of president kennedy known as the Warren Commission. It was to, quote, evaluate matters relating to the assassination and the subsequent killing of the alleged assassin and to report its findings and con conclusions to him, end quote. According to the Warren Commission, after conducting some 25,000 interviews and running down tens and thousands of investigative leads, the FBI found that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. The Warren Commission confuses me. Let's go ahead and finish, and then we'll discuss all the weird okay. things about it. So, Marina Oswald, Lee's wife, had a couple of things to say about him. 
She said, quote, you learn to live not with the guilt that you shed because you are you and you're not responsible for somebody's doing, whether it's your child or husband. Gradually, you let go of that guilty conscience. I'm sympathetic to Lee many times, but I'm also angry at him. He left me to swim in the dirty water. So many times I questioned, did he use me as well? Does he really care for me at all? Which that's like... Like we've said before, like there's more victims than just absolutely yes. the victims. Yeah. And in her attempt at giving a motive for the assassination, she said, quote, from everything that I know about my husband and the events that transpired, I can conclude that he wanted in any way, whether good or bad, to do something that would make him outstanding, that he would become known in history. And many of these people recall words from John F. Kennedy's inaugural address, quote, all this will not be finished in the first 100 days, nor in the first 1000 days, nor in the life of this administration, nor even perhaps in our lifetime on this planet. But let us begin. And I feel like I really like that one because he was trying to do a lot of good things. Yeah, I feel like he would have got a lot of good stuff done. Um, I do feel like a lot of good stuff got done after he died only because he died and people were trying to honor his memory. Sure. The way he got into office was super shady. Yep. Which, in case y'all don't know, the mob, guys. I'm so, so sorry about it, but JFK was in with the mob. What makes you say that he's part of the mob? Well, he was. It's, uh, like, confirmed. (laughs) Where? Well, I don't know. Okay. I shouldn't say it's confirmed, but, like, everybody knows he was with the mob. I mean, I know that. Like, so you're making me sound like, okay, so my conspiracy theory isn't necessarily a conspiracy okay like his his buddy in the mob was salvatore giancana and yeah like they would pass money and information they were both sleeping with the same woman judith um campbell exner and she would like pass money and information between the two of them (laughs) frank sinatra hooked him up with girls and stuff dang yeah dang was that in the book that you read Mm -hmm. the book was actually it was really good it was instead of going like through the timeline it went through each person, which was good because there's so many of them. I kept getting them confused at first. Okay. It talked a little bit about Joe and Rose, the parents, like their relationship. And then it got to where everybody was born. And then it went through like Joe Jr. and what happened to him. And then it went through JFK and what happened through him. And then Robert and what happened to him. And like it went sort of. Okay. So you got to kind of know everybody. That's cool. Yeah, it was pretty good. And there's a lot of stuff in there that I don't think I knew. Like, did you know your boy, Chris Pat? Pratt is married to one of the Kennedy's grandchildren? No. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife is a Kennedy grandchild. Maria Shriver. She's Eunice's daughter. JFK's JFK's sister. Wow. Yeah. Should we talk about the Kennedy connections first or should we talk about the conspiracies first? Well, my conspiracy was the whole mob thing, but if you already know that, then we're good. Oh yeah. Giancana was a with a was a Chicago mobster. Jack Ruby was a Chicago mobster. Yeah, like a hundred percent believe that like somebody paid Oswald to kill him and then that's why Jack Ruby killed Oswald. I don't know that I think they paid anybody. I think they looked at Oswald I think they may have seen Oswald as somebody who was easy to manipulate. Well, yeah, he was definitely a patsy. Yeah. Yeah. I think they probably He didn't come up he did bottom line, he did not come up to do this on his own. Somebody got him to do this. See, I don't even know if somebody got him to do it. I could see people talking about, like, getting to know Oswald and getting to know his mindset. Because he had a list of people he wanted to kill anyway. Jack Kennedy was not on the list. But, like, I could see somebody talking to him and sort of getting to know him and realizing, hey, we could manipulate this guy. 
and not even make him realize what we're doing. You know, yeah, what I but mean? that's what I'm saying. They would have gotten him to to kill Kennedy for them. Well, I don't think they got. See, my thing is, I don't. The way you're saying it is like they convinced him, "Hey, you should kill him for us." Yeah, I don't think that's what they did. Or com- gave him, quote unquote, a reason to kill him. I think what they did is they talked. Oh, we hate him. Oh, somebody should get rid of him. If somebody got rid of him, they'd be a real hero. He'd go down in the history books. Just talking around him, and he was like, "Hey, you know what? I could do that." Oh, you think so? manipulate yeah i think manipulation i mean i definitely could see somebody because if they paid him there would be some record of some kind of money somewhere okay maybe i should rephrase and not necessarily just say pay but they coerced them into doing it i guess and see i don't think they could have coerced him because what would they have used i mean that's why to me it only makes sense that they the manipulation part sort of yeah. manipulated him and made him hey based on what his wife said and what everybody knew about him yeah hey you're gonna go so whoever does this will go down in history so he, then he did it yeah simply for that yeah i think he did it not really knowing that he was being used but who set that off though i, I, I don't know jack ruby or giancana or whatever because uh when jfk got elected he sort of cut ties a little bit with the mom and they were pissed about it well like, yeah they, because he couldn't be well, known and seen and they thought that because that he think, was going to help them and I think Bobby was and, the was going to was the attorney general. Yeah. And he still wanted to go after the mob. And so they were pissed and they were they were like, we're going to make him pay. Like, and that's all on record or not on record, but that's all relatively confirmed in multiple different like sources have. have but it is, you know, people saying it. So take it with a grain oh, of salt. Well, then I don't have a conspiracy because that's my theory. Oh, yeah. See, I don't think anybody was actively anybody else was actively involved because at that point, some we, we, we would know at this point. You think? Yeah, I do. Somebody would have talked. Somebody would have gotten drunk. Somebody would have gotten caught. I just at some we would know something more. Huh. But I think the okay. manipulation thing, it becomes a little bit more like, well, we really didn't have anything to do with it. He just went crazy. <laughs> you know, dang. Yeah, that's my theory. I don't know. I don't know. If it's true or not, that's, that's I mean, it makes perfect sense. I agree with it. So, so give me your, give me your stuff. So they talk about the quote Kennedy curse. Yeah. That's such bull. Why? It's so, because it's not that they're cursed and then they have had a lot of, uh, a lot of really bad things have happened, but all the plane crashes, all of them, but you have to so keep many. in mind that the plane crashes, a lot of them like JFK Jr. Who I he think, crashed his own plane. That's what I'm saying is that these guys were like, and I, I, that doesn't mean any, I want anything bad to happen to them, but they were part of a rich white entitled family. So they would like Kathleen, she was advised not to get on the plane, that it was dangerous flying. She got on anyway. Was it Ted that had the car, the plane crash that he ended up recovering from? I think. Oh, that I don't know. I think I'm pretty sure it was Ted. Um, Same thing. They said you shouldn't get on the plane. He got on anyway. Like, it's not that they're cursed it's that they think they're above the rules the rules won't apply to them yeah exactly and they've had a lot of you know like i said they've had a really a lot of bad things happen to them but they also now a lot of the the children and uh grandchildren of the original group are struggling a lot with addiction and depression and that kind of thing because they don't have any consequences for their actions none literally none and I get, I'm not trying to say that they're bad people. I don't think they are. 
most of them I think are probably really great people that want to do really good things, but they're so enmeshed in their almost cult like family. I could see that. Yeah. Like somebody does something bad and instead of holding them accountable, they immediately close ranks and protect them. And then there was their grandkid, Michael, who um, was sleeping with his underage. I shouldn't say sleeping with. I, I don't know how to say it. Who was in a relationship with the babysitter for sure when she was 16, which was the age of consent where it happened. But they sort of think it started when she was 14, but they can't prove it. And instead of holding him accountable, they all closed ranks and were like, well, he's he I'm sure he feels bad for his wife. But, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just they don't hold anybody accountable. So hold on. You mean like as a grown up, he was sleeping with his kids babysitter? Yes. Ew disgusting and and it seems to be a lot more with the men in the family than the women of the family and that's not saying the men of the family doesn't don't do some really good stuff but they seem to be more prone to chaos chaos the boys will be boys main mentality yeah which I hate that phrase. If I never yes. hear it again, I'd be thrilled. But they seem to like make mistakes as children. And they're just like, ah, oh, boys will be boys. And it's like, no. Yeah. No. And it's just, they have a lot of bad stuff happen. But it's a giant family for one thing. And again, yeah. I say they're rich, entitled white people who don't listen in a lot of cases. But that being said, they also have done some really, really amazing things. Like Eunice, JFK's sister, is the one who started the Special Olympics. Yeah, I did know that. Yeah. And, you know, so they've done a lot of really amazing things. I just wish that and I feel like they could continue to do really amazing things with their, you know, their money and their influence. They just need to, like, get it together. Yeah. Teach their kids that just because you're rich and white doesn't mean you get to do whatever you want. Or it shouldn't mean you get to do whatever you want. I was going to say it does it mean you get to do whatever you want. I hate it here. Right. Can I have a happy ending? You may. Okay. So, yeah, like we said, we went over that one kind of fast. There's so much more we could go into, but that's it. Unless y'all want more. Well, I'm kind of done. Okay. Anyways. All right. So, our birthday's today on November 22nd, 1938. Henry Lee was born. And let me tell you, do you know, he's a forensic scientist. Do you know who he is? No. He has been involved. Yes. Um, with the staircase. The staircase. Um, he's John a lot. Binet. I was going to say, he's, uh, and he's on a crap ton of Forensic Files episodes. O.J. Simpson, Lacey Peterson, yep. D.C. Sniper. Yeah. Um, he also helped reinvestigate the assassination of JFK. Did he really? He did. Kaylee Anthony, like, he's been involved in tons of yeah. true crime stuff. And it is his birthday today. He was born in 1938. Dang, he's old. Yeah, I know, and still just kicking. Get he's it, like Henry 85. Lee. Get it, Henry Lee. And still, like, top mm. of his field. Good for him. Nicely done. Okay. All right. And then in 1943, we've talked about her before. Billie Jean, Billie Jean King was born. The tennis lady. The tennis lady who beat the, be the boy. boy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then these two are really good. In 1967, November 22nd, 1967, Mark Ruffalo was born. Hold on. Who is that? Why I know that. friends? I know this. I He's know this. He's the Hulk. Yes. Okay. That, don't do that. I knew that. I'm tired. Don't yell at me. You're broken. I am I am broken. Okay. I'm even wearing my Avengers pajamas. Take them off. You don't deserve Avengers That's pajamas. So rude. So rude. All right, this one, if you don't know, I'm seriously going to end the recording and this will just be the end of the episode. So, love you, miss you, bye. Just in case. Okay. 1984. You'll know who this one is. I'm just teasing you. In 1984, 
Scarlett Johansson was born. <gasps> yes. I know. The queen herself. I know. So we had good birthdays today. Yes. All the birthdays. Oh, they have the same birthday. They had the same birthday. That makes me really happy, actually. I know, right? <laughs> it's cute. That is cute. Okay. Then our events today in 1968 uh, was the first kind of official interracial TV kiss. Oh. Like the romance. There's been others, but this was like the first romantic one. And it was on Star Trek. Oh, I know. of course it was. Good for you, Star Trek. That's the best. All right. So this one's weird. Um, and I did a little research on it. I still don't really understand what happened. So in 1987, on November 22nd, two Chicago television stations were hijacked by an unknown pirate dressed as Max Headroom. Hold on. Hold on. To which part? A lot. There was a lot there. A pirate? I mean, they say pirate because it was they stole something. Oh, because I immediately think ship and cannons. No, okay. Um, yeah. And how just, do you? They hijacked the TV station. Like they, the whole thing. They like hacked into the feed, which I didn't know they could do in 1987. I mean, and it they didn't really have a a message that they were doing. Like they so made what a, did they, they made a comment about nerds. They called somebody a freaking liberal. They held up a Pepsi can. Okay. And then they held up their middle finger inside what seemed to be a hollowed out dildo. Why is it hollow? Um, I have I have a lot of questions here. Yeah, that's why I don't really understand. Why? I don't. Did they not have a point or a purpose or a cause? And then it or... ended with somebody spanking Max with a fly swatter. Okay. I don't know. This is. This conversation really took a weird turn. Yeah, I don't know. I had and I'm to include it though because it was really weird. <laughs> can okay? Can we go to the next one now? Okay. Then in 1995, Rosemary West was found guilty. Wait, they they did two of them. Two two, two. TV stations. Like the first one, the first one only lasted like just a second or 15 seconds or like just a few seconds, and it and then the next one happened like for a little bit longer it's like they tried and they failed and then they tried again and they got it i don't i, oh, I really i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i really i don't know it was I, I don't know it was one of those weird events that i was like i'm putting this in here because it says unknown pirate so <laughs> and they still don't know who did it they never figured out who did it that's so weird the greatest unsolved mystery of our time ever who was the pirate okay all okay. right sorry Continue. Anyways, okay, so then in 1995, Rosemary West was found guilty in England of killing 10 women. Do you know her? You've never heard I of... I do that. Fred no. and Rosemary West will never do their case. But yeah, it was a, it's a bad one. It's a bad one. Mm, did their house get demolished? I'm sure that it did, but I can tell you for sure. I, that sounds familiar. Okay. A lot of bad stuff happened in their house. Yeah, I think they demolished it. I don't know. I, I didn't look... It. I think I listened to a... Um, red-handed podcast episode about it i was like i'm never this is not mm -mm, nope they were very no um anyways onto what happened but she got found guilty she's still in prison oh good um and then in 1995 toy story was released and it was the first feature feature length film that was used completely used cgi used what now cgi the computer generated um imagery oh because it wasn't drawn right that's exactly right <laughs> don't do that toy story came out in what in 95 95 
Dang. Right? That's an old movie now. Yeah. And I feel like they just released the fourth one, like last year or something. It wasn't, but I feel like it was. Dang. And those are our events for today. So who caught your eye this week? So, you know, I'm in love with TikTok. Okay. There's this girl on there and her name thing is the lady in the bathroom. Okay. But instead of T-H-E for the, it's T-G-E. Like she misspelled okay. it on purpose, kind of. Anyways, so she's this really cute girl. I mean, I, was, I say girl. She's probably our age. Mm-hmm. And she dances in front of her mirror. But it's like to the songs that we used to listen to when we went to like clubs and stuff. <laughs> and it's the best because she's got like a little like headband on because she's putting like cream on her face. Uh-huh. Or she'll be like curling her hair. But she's like singing to like Biggie and Tupac and everything. And it's she's so freaking cute and she's so animated about it. I love her so much. I'm still in love with her. I'm so happy for you. And she's so adorable. She's got really good hair. Okay. Uh, jealous. I know. Who caught your eye? Monica Lewinsky. Okay. Do you want to? <laughs> no, the end. That's it all done? No. So I've been listening to this new podcast, or not? it's not a new podcast, but a podcast that I've just discovered called Slow Burn. And okay. they sort of, so far they've gone in depth on Watergate, which to be honest, I never really understood. I knew that Forrest Gump had found it out about it, but that was like all I knew about it. Okay. Um, That's but accurate. Now, yes. But now I like get it. Apparently Forrest Gump wasn't involved. That's weird. I feel like they got that part um, wrong. But, I feel um, that, yeah, I feel yeah, that's not right. I feel like they must have missed, he just missed that part. Anyways, he solved everything. Then they went into the Clinton impeachment stuff. Uh-huh. And I don't agree, obviously, with Monica Lewinsky hooking up with a married dude, although they never, according to what they both said, they've never really had sex. But the way that she handled it afterwards, she's just, yeah. I really respect her. Because, you know, they had her in a room by herself telling her she was going to be locked up for like 10 years and she still wouldn't say anything until she talked to a lawyer. Why? I mean, what would she have gotten locked up for? I think they were saying like obstruction of justice or li- no, uh, lying on uh, like they'd questioned her about her relationship before and apparently she lied about it. And they were like, well, gonna, well that's lying under oath. Oh, and wow. She was, she was like 24 years old. I was going to say, yeah, she was definitely young. She was very young and she's still like... She stood up for herself and the way that she was treated after, you know, people made her the butt of the joke, made her the bad guy. And it's just which happens all the time, all the time. And it's just and now she's kind of she always said she never saw herself as a victim. And now with like the Me Too movement and everything, she said she is sort of trying to look at things through a different lens. And I just have such respect for her. I mean, I think I think obviously the actions she took were wrong. I'm not trying to say that it was okay what she did, but I think. That your true character is shown in how you behave after stuff like that and she really to me just really seemed like a like she learned from what's happened and her choices and just really kind of really grew as a human being and i, I mean she's to proud be, of herself to be 24 and be put in that position right because you know clinton had a sort of an attractiveness to him and he was very sure. charismatic and he was acted in, like i can totally see why she did what she did it doesn't make it yeah. okay but i can see why she did it but just the way she handled herself after, I just really have respect for her. Good for her. Good for her. So she's who caught my eye this week. And now the podcast um, is going into Tupac and Biggie. So I'm very excited. <gasps> Ooh. I know. Yes. What's the name of it? It's called um, Slow Burn. Okay. Thank you for your recommendation, ma'am. No problem.
our case from November 22, 1963. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at A Date with Murder and on Facebook at A Date with Pod. Bye. Love you, miss you, bye. Love you, miss you, bye. Amen. Amen. Hugs and kisses. High fives and handshakes. Hugs and kisses. Waves and finger guns. Finger guns and pew pews. And shoo shoes. Oh, I'm sorry, shoo shoes. <laughs> shoo shoes and pew pews. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. I don't like when it gets dark at nine o'clock at night. I do. I don't. It's like I'm trying to go to bed and the sun's still out. I'm like, you need to go to, you need to stop. You're doing too much. <laughs> you need to go to bed, sir. You're up too late. Stop. Oh, hold on. I could hear myself echoing because you lifted the ear thing off. It was Sorry. really disconcerting. I did not enjoy hearing myself. Why do y'all listen to this podcast? Okay. Um, <laughs> please don't turn us off. I was just kidding. So...